what up, it's your boy Grey Wolf, and the old white men in this country have struck again. They are basically saying that a woman's body is not her own, that she can't dictate what she wants to do with it, and they're there is an all-right assault on Roe versus Wade. You know, Roe, anybody that doesn't know who, what Roe versus Wade was is basically a Supreme Court decision that allowed uh, women to have abortions as long as it met their, you know, certain requirements. And now. Alabama, Missouri, Georgia, and a few other states are creating their own restrictive bans, like all-out bans on abortion after a certain amount of weeks, and they're giving hard time, hard time, life, capital punishment, and not just to, you know, the women to the doctors. This is all, this is all part of the GOP's, GOP's plot. You know what I mean? They've been, they've been, I believe that they've been secretly working with certain states to start this because all of this started all at the same time. You know what I mean? This isn't a conspiracy. Like, it's being done. They're trying to force a new Supreme Court decision. Because they know that people like the ACLU and other, you know, organizations are going to take them to court. It's going to get past the regular court. It's going to go all the way to the Ninth Circuit. And the people who are part of the Supreme Court of the United States... They are going to overturn Roe vs. Wade. I bet you. And there's not much we can do about it other than fight. And the way you fight is in their pocket and whittle down their power. In order to stop them, we have to vote out these dinosaurs, these old white men that feel like they still have to, you know, they still, they feel like they are in in control of everything in this fucking planet, man, and it's, it pisses me off. What a woman does with her body is her business. That's the whole point of all of this. If a woman wants to have an abortion, she should be able to have an abortion. If a woman wants to do sex work, that should be her choice. But these old white men don't feel like women should have a choice. No. 
I know more than you. I know you don't really want to do this. It's all about ego. It's all about freaking old school religious views and shit. And I think that there has, I think there's a, a percentage of conspiracy about it too, like what a lot of people aren't talking about. I think this goes into their whole conspiracy theory that uh, that the white man is being uh, decimated and is being there's like white genocide or whatever and they feel that a lot of the problem is is abortion you know what I mean they don't want their white babies aborted they feel like there's not enough of them in this world even though they're still the majority and a lot of white women abort their children just like most women who are raped rape has no color rape is rape and a lot of women a lot of children babies are having babies 10 year olds 9 year olds 11 12 after being raped. You know what I mean? Raper goes to jail, possibly gets, you know, six months or no jail time. These white rapists aren't getting any jail time or little jail time. And their victims are having their children. So I think a lot of that has to do with that too. And you know who's quiet on all this? These so-called pro-lifers. No, they're loud when it comes to, you know, a zygote and a fetus. But as soon as that baby is born, 12-year-old, 11-year-old, who sometimes don't even live through the pregnancy, but the baby lives. baby goes into the system or if the mother lives the mother and the baby go into the system then those same GOPers are telling these women are shaming them for being on the system for being on welfare for having uh, food stamps and things like that and then let's talk about the other spectrum Accidents, women who just aren't ready. Man leaves them, comes back, leaves them. They have a baby. The man leaves again. Mother and the child is in the system. Then the father gets put in the system. The father plays more child support than he would if he would have stayed in the relationship. He can't afford it. Quits his job or becomes homeless because his job didn't pay enough to pay for him a home and the child support that the state deemed necessary. He starts robbing, starts gangbanging, 
starts doing whatever hustling he can do. He gets arrested, goes straight to jail. No more child support. Mother and child still in the system. Mother has to work multiple jobs while the child is at home. child goes out in the streets because there's no mother, there's no father at home. The child, whether it be a male or female, gets another person pregnant or gets pregnant. And then the cycle continues. And this is predominantly in the black community. So remember that. Shit is crazy, man. I don't care if if people disagree with my views. I've seen it in my own family. I've seen it with friends. disagree all you want. If you have have a different take on it, send me a voice message. But yeah, man. Shit's crazy. What a woman does with her body is her business. Men need to leave it up to them and in order for in order for our society to move forward we need to get these men out of office get them out of power and move forward with a more understanding society we need to be more progressive it needs to start being about the people it needs to be about the women. And whatever we can do to do that, whatever I can do to help with that, I'm gonna do it. Foot to pavement, because I feel like this impacts me, my family, you know, everyone across the board. Especially the black women in my family. So. It's going to be a huge fight, but the biggest fight is going to be in 2020 when we we have to take back the Senate. Have to. There's no other way. We have to keep the House and take back the Senate and get Trump out of there so we can fix all this bullshit and then we can move forward with a more progressive country and a more progressive presidency I don't care who wins at this point as long as we take back the Senate and get rid of Trump we can deal we can deal with with everything else in 2024 period that's just where I'm at now I'm still going to be logistical 
and who I choose to be Trump, I'm not voting for Biden. I am gonna, you know, vote for someone who I feel won't fuck up as bad for four years. But, you know, even if it is Biden, we played that game last time and Trump won. People were like, you know, this whole lesser of two evils thing, it works because all politicians are are crooks to a certain extent. You can't name, you can't name one president that hasn't did some fucked up shit. Except for maybe Carter, but you don't really hear about anything that Carter did. But shit, even JFK did some fucked up shit, you know what I mean? So... Trump is the most corrupt president we've ever had in history. And that's saying something. He's more corrupt than even LBJ, Nixon. Like, there wasn't this, like, no president has ever had this many criminals in his cabinet. It's crazy. this man so get ready this is going to be a huge topic in 2020 this and police brutality against black people those are the top those are the top So, what is Roe versus Wade? So, I'm going to read you what it is. Roe versus Wade was a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that due process of clause of the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution provides a fundamental right to privacy that protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose whether or not to have an abortion. It also ruled that the right to privacy is not absolute and must be balanced against the government's interests in protecting the woman's health and protecting prenatal life. The court resolved this balancing test by tying state legislation of abortion to three trimesters of pregnancy. The court ruled that during the first trimester, the governments could not prohibit abortions at all. During the second trimester, governments could require reasonable health regulations, and during the third trimester, abortions could be prohibited entirely so long as the laws contained exceptions for cases when abortion was necessary to save the life of the mother. Because the court classified the right to choose to have an abortion as fundamental, the decision required courts to evaluate challenged abortion laws under strict scrutiny standard, the highest level of judicial review in the United States. 
right, now that was in 73. In 1992, the Supreme Court modified the legal principles in Roe in the case of Planned Parenthood versus Casey. In Casey, the court reaffirmed Roe's holding that women's right to abort a non-viable fetus is constitutionally protected, but abandoned Roe's trimester framework in favor of a standard based on fetal viability and overruled Roe's requirement that the government regulations on abortion be subjected to strict scrutiny standard. The Roe decision defined viable as potentially able to live outside the mother's womb, albeit with artificial aid. Justices Casey acknowledged that viability may occur at 23 to 24 weeks, or sometimes earlier in light of medical advances. Also to to uh, to give a little insight on what Roe versus Wade is um, and what the all these bands are, I'm going to be playing clips from uh, news sources that actually uh, give specifics. So you can see that this is a big deal. So after this, you're gonna you're gonna hear some of the clips that I uploaded. Alabama lawmakers voted to ban virtually all abortions in the state, including for victims of rape and incest. They're sending the strictest anti-abortion law in the country to the state's Republican governor, who's expected to sign it. Now, the bill allows abortion only when necessary to save a mother's life, a standard that goes against existing federal court rulings. Those who back the new law say they don't expect it to take effect, but they're using it to set up a U.S. Supreme Court challenge of the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling that legalized abortion nationwide. This comes on the heels of restrictive abortion laws passed in other states, such as Georgia's much-talked-about heartbeat bill. Sixteen states have passed or are working on passing bans on abortion after a doctor can detect what they call a fetal heartbeat in the womb, usually at about six weeks, which is before many women even know they're pregnant. With the current makeup of the Supreme Court, pro-life activists feel like now is the time to go after Roe versus Wade. Now, an abortion is an incredibly difficult decision for anybody to make, regardless of their political leanings. Laws like this affect poor and disabled women who don't have the resources to go to a state that allows abortion the same way others with money do. As a result of this law, many women will be forced to carry the babies of their rapists, the foster care system will become even more strained than it already is, and more women will die from getting illegal abortion procedures they can't receive in proper medical facilities. It's a horrible domino effect that everybody needs to think about who are truly pro-life. What are we doing to make the life easier for women we're demanding bring children into already disadvantaged circumstances? We're gonna continue this conversation online. You guys have a beautiful Wednesday. Get up, DC. The Supreme Court made access to abortion a constitutional right in 1973 with Roe v. Wade. Now, many states are introducing anti-abortion legislation in hopes to overturn the ruling. We have the facts. Conservatives are pushing new legislation banning abortions with different strategies to bring down Roe v. Wade. One strategy is to produce laws that quickly work their way through small courts to the Supreme Court. By doing so, some conservatives hope President Trump's Supreme Court appointees, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, could tip the vote in overturning Roe v. Wade nationwide. 
A new Alabama law bans all abortions at any stage of pregnancy, unless a mother's physical or mental health is in jeopardy, or if the fetus would not survive. I apologize to the women of Alabama for this arcade law that we passed that will allow them to be raped and the fact that they have to carry that child through not for nine months. Women receiving abortions would not face criminal charges, but practitioners who perform an abortion could be charged with a Class A felony and get life in prison. Other states are taking a different approach. Missouri's Republican-led Senate has passed a bill to ban abortions at eight weeks of pregnancy, but it must be approved by the House and governor. Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Ohio have passed heartbeat laws, making abortion illegal once a fetal heartbeat can be detected, which is usually around six weeks of pregnancy, sometimes before a woman even knows she is pregnant. Some reproductive rights groups argue that the heart is not fully formed at six weeks and label the heartbeat bill as a misnomer. We must protect life at all stages. A 2018 Pew Research Center poll found that most Americans are somewhere in the middle on abortion. Overall, 57% said abortion should be legal in all or most cases, and 37% said it should be illegal in all or most cases. Absolutist views are in the minority. Just 25% said abortion should be legal in all cases, and 15% said it should be illegal in all cases. I have one message for Governor Kemp. We will see you, sir, in court. This bill is unconstitutional and violates the fundamental constitutional rights of women in this country. None of these new laws have taken effect yet, and they're expected to be challenged in court. Do you want to see the court overturn? You just said you want to see the court protect the Second Amendment. Do you want to see the court overturn Roe v. Well, if we put another two or perhaps three justices on, that's really what's going to be, that will happen. And that'll happen automatically, in my opinion, because I am putting pro-life justices on the court. If you're worried about the rise of abortion bans that we're seeing in the United States, you're not alone and you're not helpless either. Even if you don't live in one of the states that has passed a restrictive abortion ban, here are five ways that you can help support reproductive rights for women. Organizations like the ACLU, Planned Parenthood, and NARAL have received regular influxes of cash under the Trump administration, but they're not the only ones in need of it. Look to the local organizations that are doing the work on the ground in Alabama, Georgia, Missouri, Ohio, and more. In Alabama, the Yellowhammer Fund is the main funder for low-income women seeking abortions. Money that goes to them helps pay for the cost of procedures, as well as housing and transportation for women who have to travel long distances to even get to a clinic, as there are only three in the whole state. They're part of the National Network of Abortion Funds, which organizes some 80 funds across 38 states to help low-income women access reproductive care. The reality of having to pay for travel and lodging is increasingly widespread. There are six states now that only have one clinic left each. ARC Southeast is a similar organization that is focused on helping women in 12 southeastern states, where some of the strictest bans have been passed. If you think your local elections don't matter, this is a harsh reminder of the opposite. Studies show that states passing abortion bans have the lowest rates of women in power. What a surprise. And here's the thing, a lot of these male lawmakers in state houses won their seats because they ran in uncontested races, as in no one ran against them. Almost half of all Republicans in the Alabama State House ran unopposed in 2018, and now they're not up for re-election until 2022, 
they have to do that little work, but they're in power for four years. 60% of Georgia State House races went uncontested in 2018 as well. That means these lawmakers are facing no pressure to represent their constituents, the majority of whom oppose restrictions on abortion. And that's why they feel free to do whatever they want. Organizations like Run For Something are stepping up to fill this vacuum. Donate to them or learn how you can get involved in your own state. Encourage your friends in other states to do the same. Don't be afraid to run for something if you feel the people currently in power aren't representing you. You can volunteer at any one of the organizations already mentioned. You can also volunteer to escort women to clinics, both for moral support and potential safety reasons. Some women often have to walk past anti-choice protesters on their way to get a life-saving medical procedure, as if they're not under enough stress. I've witnessed this firsthand. There was an abortion clinic near my college campus, and every Saturday morning, like clockwork, anti-choice protesters would be there. But you can help women feel safer in these situations by volunteering as an escort. I know this one is hard, but remember that abortion is still legal in all 50 states, including Alabama. The governor who signed it into law actually said she knows the law may be unenforceable, and they're not even scheduled to try for another six months. So speaking out now is important. Public opinion and organizing can have a real impact. I'm going to quote Ava DuVernay here. Don't move forward after reading or watching this like everything is normal. Don't shake your head at Alabama and then keep going about your day. Realize that this is a warning. It's Alabama and abortion today. It's you and your rights tomorrow. Your silence will not save you, so speak up. Every bit helps. One author on Twitter rallied his followers to raise money for the Yellowhammer Fund, and they ended up raising $28,000 just by retweeting. One of my friends on Facebook, who was not a well-known author, did the same thing and has raised $265. Every little bit helps. In every single election, understand that literally every election matters. A special election for that one seat in your state Senate that happens on a random Tuesday or Saturday could make all the difference when it comes to split votes on these kinds of bills. And your vote for president isn't just about who you want or don't want to see in the White House. It's about who you want to have the power to nominate judges to court positions that will affect American law for decades. Remember Brett Kavanaugh? His nomination fight wasn't just about whether we should allow men who have committed sexual assault to be in power. It was also about whether or not he would support overturning Roe versus Wade. The Republican Senator Susan Collins, who supports pro-choice rights, voted for him because she says she was promised he wouldn't overturn it. Whether or not he stays true to that promise remains to be seen. But Kavanaugh was confirmed to a lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court in a 50 to 48 vote. If Susan Collins or just one other senator had voted differently, we might have a different Supreme Court. That's how close it was. That's how close it was for a seat that will literally affect our lives for decades. So that one election in your state matters. Every election does. Don't forget your own power.